For as long as the sci-fi genre has existed, so too has the trope of the sex bot. Almost always in female form, the sex bot is often portrayed as either a seductive villain or a slave lacking autonomy. We are now at a point in history where robotic sex dolls are a very real possibility. On the one hand, they have the potential to help many people who are unable to have a romantic or sexual relationship with a human. On the other hand, many people feel strongly that this is one area of technology that we should not explore. We already have robots that help us in every other aspect of our lives, including interpersonal relationships. For example, Paro, a soft, tactile, interactive seal pup robot, which helps elderly dementia patients to feel less lonely. So why is it that some people feel so negatively towards sex robots? Well, on today's episode of Our Sexual History, we're going to find out. And on today's episode of Our Sexual History, we have scientist and comedian Jessamine Fairfield and comedian and podcaster, fellow headstuff nice. podcaster, I don't, Spittle. I don't feel podcaster is as, a st- as accomplished as scientist. <laughs> <laughs> the show is rad. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. You oh, put time you. and effort into it. I do, but like, you know, I ain't going to save lives with it. Science saves lives, I feel, somehow. <laughs> it also kills. I haven't killed anyone, so maybe yeah. maybe it levels out. That I feel way. like science saves lives and it kills, but I haven't personally done either of those things, so it's kind of a wash for me. I feel like Ooh. science has probably saved more lives than it has killed, possibly. Definitely. I don't know, but if you got a few more nukes, you could level it out again. That's you know? true. Yeah, but like vaccines and oh, like sanitation, you know, treatments for cancer. Like, no, no more lead pipes. Yeah. That kind of thing. Well, in some places. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So we're we're yeah we're not going to talk about lead pipes today, but we are going to talk about sex bots because mm. a couple months ago I walked in on Allison and Jessamine and talking to <laughs> their episode of Allison's podcast and with we just, a sex bot with a sex <laughs> bot. <laughs> so awkward. And I was like, "What's going on in the studio, guys?" Um, yeah, and we just got on this like really fun conversation about sex bots, and I was like, we should be recording this right now. I know, <laughs> we should have, but now we're doing it now. It's we're doing good. it yeah. now. Yeah, and I've forgotten half of what I said, so maybe it'll feel real to me now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how am I coming out with these complete sentences? Because I said it four months ago, and I didn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. So, okay, so sex bots have been in our pop culture for the longest time. They, they've been... Um, ubiquitous with like sci-fi movies. So, what what are some of your guys's like favorite sci-fi, either film or TV shows that have sex bots in it? Um, I saw Ghost in the Shell uh, a month ago, and I mean Scarlett Johansson's character isn't a sex bot, but like the man who has the factory that makes these robots, he's definitely an ass man. Like, <laughs> there was so many shots of her ass. And I was like, this is helping with the robot? Or what? what is the point of making a robot sexually attractive? Yeah. Because she didn't really sleuth and sneak around and do, like, honey traps or anything like that. She killed people. Yeah, so, so what's the point of her having, like, boobs and an ass like that? Yeah, she yeah. should have a wheel. 
or something, <laughs> you know? Like <laughs> she should have a wheel and lasers where her tits should be, like bang. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've always, I've always been intrigued by the whole idea of uh, sex bots because, like, Bicentennial Man, uh, Robin Williams, mm. uh, that film. Mm-hmm. I loved that film when I was a kid, and then I watched it when I was an adult. I was like, this is a terrible film. This is not a good film. <laughs> um, and he, you know, Bicentennial Man falls in love with a human. And when you're a teenager and kid, you're like, how does it work? Yeah. Junk and stuff. And, uh, <laughs> you know. I thought that same way about uh, Twilight. I was like, if he's a vampire and he's dead and there's no blood flowing anywhere, oh, he doesn't yeah. have a heartbeat, mm. how does he get a boner? Anatomy. That's a good question. Good question. I mm. bet they explained that somewhere in the book. No, I fucking read the book just to find out. It's not, <laughs> it's not explained at all. Oh my gosh, maybe it's magic. The power of prayer. That's how I get a boner. The power of prayer. <laughs> Please, Lord, let this blood engorge my... You know? And if God loves you enough, yeah. it'll happen. <laughs> but only mm. if you're married. Yes, only yeah. if you're married. I'm, yeah. I did, uh, what, about, what about you? What about you? I mean, I think in general, I'm always really drawn to stories that are are asking, like, at what point are robots human? Mm-hmm. So one of my favorite recent ones was Ex Machina. I love that film. Yeah. Like, was very beautiful, for yeah. one thing. But I think part of what I liked about it as well was, like, robots taking their power back. Yes. And being like, we're done with this, uh, in what other people were like. But that was a really, like, horrible anti-human thing at the end. And I'm like, well, well was, it, I, was it great? What I, what I loved about it, because, like, when it came out and everybody, there, there was a lot of people kind of raging that it was, oh, she was, like, a, a sex robot and um, this is, like, anti-feminist and stuff. I'm like, yeah, but, like, at the very end, um, it's played, like, she's going to run away with Donald Gleason's character and then it like turns and she's like no it's it's a it's about me i am going to escape and i'm going to have my life now so i was like feminist masterpiece right there <laughs> yeah well cuz i think a lot of those stories like they can be kind of parables or ways to talk about you know civil rights or like historically disenfranchised groups mm-hmm. i don't know if you guys know um the music of Janelle Monet. I love, love Janelle Monet. Amazing. Like, yeah. so good. Just as music, so good. But yeah. then also the whole kind of, like, Arc the Android. entire, yeah, yeah, the whole story she has and, like, her alter ego is, like, Cindy Mayweather, like, the, you know, robot who falls in love with a human and then, like, all this stuff and then exploring all these themes of, like, you know, being suppressed or being told you can only live your life one way and then... Yeah. Oh, for oh, like an incredible. entire class of people who don't get to choose the type of person that they are oh, it's yeah. so good yeah and I hear them rise up and I'm like go robots <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah pretty much if if there's ever like in movies or, or TV or music or stuff an opportunity to side with robots I'm pretty much always on the side of robots Metropolis yeah yeah, yeah Metropolis I just mm-hmm. I just feel weird about the concept of consent like how does a robot consent and I think that's like what Jessamine yeah. was talking about. At what point are they sentient? What point do you think they're going to be sent? Like at what? Yeah. At what point do we need to worry about um, things like consent and, and sentience like in robots? Because I was having this conversation with um, my boyfriend yesterday just when I was like doing like research and stuff. And he was like, I don't think we're ever going to have to worry about like sex bots having some sort of sentience. It's going to come from like the big massive data centers that like that's mm. going to like with Google and everything yeah. like that, that we're going to have a much bigger problem with that. Well, long before we have any problems with having to worry about consent in like a humanoid form kind of robot. 
Yeah, but I think it's interesting because a lot of, like, a lot of the, you know, not like sex bots yet, but, you know, like the real dolls, like that kind of thing mm. where people are trying to get to the point where, you know, they're making something that looks like a person for actual humans to have sex with. Like, to get the the doll or whatever to respond in the way that a human would requires a lot of interesting AI um, that that is kind of like trying to emulate some kind of personality, you know, so that someone who wants to have sex with this doll like feels like they are talking to a person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so it is kind of like it, it would naturally push the doll in that direction without necessarily pushing it over the line. I do kind of agree that I think the these big data centers and pulling together lots of more networked knowledge is a bit scarier in a sense. They're going to turn but. against us and shut down the internet and kill us all. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It would be funny if they did have like human aspects where it's like, I'm sorry, Greg, I have a headache. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure she'd have Siri's voice. <laughs> yeah, Siri, yeah. Hello. How does Siri... I feel... Do you know, do you know these new uh, machines where you can talk to Google and you go, what's the name of that bloody Amazon thing? Uh, Alexa is the Amazon Alexa. one, right? So, so my friend had uh, has Alexa in her house and we spent 20 minutes just going... Alexa, fuck off. And we were being <laughs> horrible to this robot. And like, I feel that's what would happen with robot sex people. Well, yeah. You know? I mean, I feel like you just made Alexa go off into her servers and cry a little bit. Totally. I was being <laughs> an absolute bastard to Alexa. And I, and I didn't feel bad about it. And I feel that's how people will be with well, these sex robots. And to some extent, like, it's good to have that as a way to blow off steam. Mm-hmm. You know, you see that in, like, video games all the time, that, like, people, when people play video games, a lot of them turn into, like, amoral assholes yeah. who are just, like, you know, a mom and her three kids, shoot them in the face! Yeah. And, like, in real life, they would not be doing that. Like, and then the, if there's other players accessible to them, they're, like, much more horrible to other players than they would be in real life because they're in this kind of, like, you know, game mode of, like, blowing off steam. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for a long time, there was this kind of moral panic around video games and like violent video games do they make people violent whatever and it's interesting to think about that in the context of sex bots because like if it is kind of a safe way for you to be horrible to something that's not a person Mm. maybe that's good or to like do a a kink that a person wouldn't want to do with you or like when I was reading up on this I found this really interesting thought experiment of like what if you know you can make sex bots that look like children yeah. for pedophiles I've so read that they're that not well. they're not abusing children but it, like oh I, I don't know how I feel about that because yeah. it could be good and therapeutic in a way to act out that kink without hurting an actual person and maybe like kind of let off steam but at the same time it makes, I don't know makes is it normalizing really really uncomfortable but I suppose you have to think about it in a way of like what is going to be the best way for risk prevention and like how how do you even compose a study to to see if that would if that would work to be therapeutic oh i hadn't thought about that yeah like that's very tricky yeah (laughs) i'd hate to be in on that experiment to be horrible yeah i mean it's a really tricky question um, because, you know, maybe that could be a good thing, you know, for society as a whole, for people to have outlets for these kind of urges that they might have that might not be of social benefit if they're acted out in society. Mm-hmm. But then, like, does that actually normalize them? Going back to, like, video games, though, there's been lots of studies trying to show whether or not violent video games cause people to be more violent. And so far, the answer is not really no. And it's the same like, with um, pornography as well. The, mm-hmm. um 
like that there's people trying to to show that like pornography makes people act out you know violently towards women or whatever um but the vast majority of people in society have watched porn and you know the vast majority of us aren't horrible monsters to each other i like to think anyway um and also the um the top I think it was like the top 10 countries that are um, have like the worst human rights records for women, things like um, rape and incarceration of women, et cetera, et cetera. Um, eight out of those 10 have all out bans on pornography. And then two, we don't have the, the data for. Um, and hmm. it's the same with like the really super strict um like the Bible Belt of America um, that would be very, very strict on porn has the the highest amount of like porn viewing in, in the States and stuff. I want to say like surprise, but like I'm not surprised by that at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, almost anything, if you kind of ban it, it makes it more popular, but harder to regulate. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, yeah. But that's very interesting about like porn bans in places. Yeah. And one thing yeah. I was, um, I was thinking about as well is um if we have sex bots and you have people who you know see women as objects or you know they just want that subservient woman in their life that does nothing but just is there to service you sexually is it not better to get those people out of the general dating pool anyway and just give them that outlet like don't don't be dating anyone Uh is it like those men that uh are like big mra heads on twitter but they also have cushions as girlfriends and they'll be like this is better than any feminist bitch this is a a, like a cushion with an anime lady on the front oh yes i've seen them and it's like if that's how you feel i'm glad that you don't have an actual girlfriend girlfriend because terrible too yeah she doesn't need that no (laughs) go live your best life have a good time you do you (laughs) or that cushion just uh well, yeah, I think I think it's a good question. And I mean, as well, you know, maybe some people who have trouble with like social interactions and stuff and might find a like relationship with a proper person like extremely demanding, but also still experience loneliness and whatever, like yeah. maybe it would be nice for them to have a sex bot pal to have some limited interactions with, get off once in a while and then like that could be helpful for some people again in almost like a therapeutic sense. Like a um, sex surrogate almost. Yeah. Yeah. And I also don't know how I feel about that. Because then I'm like, what if at some point that that robot is just like comes to consciousness and is like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> I don't like this. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't uh, we ever go out? <laughs> <laughs> you don't introduce me to your friends, Brian. <laughs> Are you ashamed of me? <laughs> oh. Did you ever see Lars and the Real Girl? No, no. no. It's so lovely. Like, yeah. it's just like Ryan Gosling, really, like what you were saying, like really socially awkward person, very shy um, and, and kind of reserved and um, has real trouble interacting with women. And then one day a, a box arrives and it's like, this this real doll and he like dresses her up and like is very you know romantic with her and like for all intents and purposes like has this real relationship with this this woman who's not a woman um yeah oh that sounds cute it's very sweet yeah 
I liked it. These are so mm. many films I need to watch about sex. Robots. Oh, I have a whole list here. So like Metropolis, Ghost in the Shell, um, Weird Science. Did you guys ever watch Weird I Science? I did. Oh, yeah. I did. Kelly, Kelly LaRock. I, yeah. That, or Kelly Bright. What was her name? Oh, I can't but I just I was thinking about it the other day and I was just like that movie is so fucked up like, yeah, so it is so fucked, fucked up. up. Like, but so many of those eighties films are really fucked up. I watched a lot. I've got a John Hughes box set, and is it Sixteen Candles, where this man has this this boy is this girl's pair of knickers, and he starts sniffing them, and he goes, yeah. And uh, yeah, weird and the ca- casual racism. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, I, as long keep it casual. Keep, <laughs> keep it casual. Keep it casual. Um, yeah, with, with weird science, I did find it really weird. They they like they had a computer for it where they were making her boobs bigger and stuff and it yeah. was like mm. the perfect woman and it's just uh there's this I think there's this big trope though in science fiction of uh uh women being the perfect being where so say if you're a robot or you're an alien mm-hmm. you're you're something that comes down to earth or or a world and you crash and then the first person you meet is some schlubby man who's not extraordinary <laughs> in any way but he's extraordinary to that to that woman yeah. because she knows nothing else about the world she's imprinted mm. on him like a baby duck yeah and like he, you know so she's like learning about day to day life of him like Lilu Dallas multipass oh my yeah. god yeah. I do love that film and, but it's like Corbin Dallas is not he's not an extraordinary man no he's a taxi yeah. man he's a taxi man he gets annoyed <laughs> by his mom and he smokes and stuff and he's a taxi driver but she is the perfect being apparently that is going to save the world yet she crashes into his car and is like please help please help and then um, but there's so many there's so many films with that trope in it yeah and it's uh it's just interesting to me because there's not many films with the trope where uh, women are like the perfect, that like a schlubby woman getting a guy who falls into earth and she knows how to make a pot noodle and he's like, you're incredible. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I am the perfect being. I will save you. It's we, like, we should make that happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like get some really hunky guy to be like an alien or robot like, please teach me about love. <laughs> and just and some pot noodles. Pot noodles. <laughs> your how, world is so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Show me how to use your leap card. <laughs> yeah. Beep. Beep. Oh, incredible. <laughs> oh, but the technology. With that, with robots too, I do, I do feel like uh, like uh, these sex robots there's often a trope of kind of them imprinting themselves on this on this stubby guy it's this kind of every man thing mm, of yeah. even you could fuck an incredible being but I think that's what it, how it is in like most kind of hetero mainstream porn as well it's like all the guys look particularly average yeah. and, and then these just like intensely hot like kind of um lacking in personality kind of archetypes mm-hmm. um for for women yeah and is and it's just it, oh, yeah so this whole this whole that's why i feel weird about sex robots in general i've but i suppose bicentennial man yeah uh, yeah I mean, it's Robin Williams. It is Robin Williams. He's yeah. not the most attractive robot. Like He's not a god <laughs> descended from space. No, he kind of yeah. looks like the Tin Man in Wizard of Oz. Yeah, yes. if, you, if yeah. you look at like the women that play robots as well, fantastic tits and arse. Yeah. But there's never, there's never like a strong robot. I don't understand. You know Terminator, they have, they have these incredibly built, athletic, strong men. 
And then it's like, they do have athletic women, but she is never like an athletic A-cup woman or like a, a Serena Williams type woman where she's yeah. athletic, but she's got big hips. Yeah. Or anything like that. It's like athletic, but C-cup and a good arse. You know what I mean? And it's just, that's how I feel about, I'm just sorry, I'm bringing it into this shit. No, I but it's, I think it's very relevant though, Um, just in how, like the type of characters you see sex robots as, you know, in these these films, it often is, you know, women who are very like compliant with traditional beauty norms and and compliant in general. Yeah. Like, just, yes. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. I I find odd about the whole the whole sex robot thing is that you can't switch off a partner. You can't even switch off a one night stand. Yeah. You know, you can't you can't just. I feel I feel like uh you you plug in a robot and you tell it what to do. It's like men that treat women like there's some sort of cheat code to life are horrible do you know mm, where they get mm-hmm. you drunk or something they're like oh she'll fuck me if she's really drunk so i'll yeah. just get her drunk it is like putting in a password going uh snowflake 69 you know there's the cheat code now I'll get to do what i want quicker yeah and well that's why guys get so angry as well if they're kind of denied that of like oh but i did this i did yeah. the right things right i'm supposed to get what i want and it's like that's not how people it's like work. we do not have a game genie attached to us yeah 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 <laughs> this is not final boss mode so I do. That's that's what I find weird about robots. Yeah, I yeah. think I think you should just take life as it is in all its horror, <laughs> and uh, don't yeah. cheat at that sort of stuff. Because then you'll become entitled, and it does come with this. Uh, you see a, a few people, men on Twitter talk about their dolls or their cushions and go like, she'll she'll never do that to me. Like what? Express an opinion. <laughs> like that's not a bad thing. <laughs> just that's what I that's what I hate about the robot yeah. sex thing. Yeah, yeah, I think there's also an angle to it which is potentially unsettling, which is making a sex robot that looks like a particular person, like mm. not like not like they look like a person or they could be a person, but like like, like a, a particular like person, like a particular like celebrity or something. Like I don't know. Did you guys watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer? I did. Yeah, you know, there, there's like a kind of subplot where these these guys, the trio, like they make a a Buffy bot. Yeah, and yeah. it's real creepy because the idea is like, yeah, to make a copy of a person that they know and are attracted to, but who's like compliant and like complimentary of them, and you know, it's like a show for teenagers, so it didn't get too gross yeah. or horrible, yeah. but it is like that idea is very unsettling. And like you can think about, oh, you know, uh, maybe a nicer example, like you love your partner so much and they they die and it's very sad. What if you could just make like a sex robot that had their kind of face? And maybe bits of their personality. Like, is that okay? Or is that weird and horrible? Well, it's like porn stars now that they have a, a second line of income. And <laughs> the fleshlights. The fleshlights yeah. that are like exactly like their vaginas or, those, or yeah. butts, depending yeah, on. Those kind of squick me out a bit. I guess that's why I don't like sell them in my shop for my, for my own personal preference. But I, I, um, I really like there was um, a talk that I saw. Oh, I can't even remember who it was by. It was it was a woman who was in robotics. I think she was from the states, um, and she was talking about like why are we so focused on sex bots being humanoid? Like we we have mm. vibrators, we have so many sex toys that are kind of um, abstract shapes and different colors and stuff. And um, who's to say that like the way that um, 
like quote unquote sex bots are going to evolve is going to be purely humanoid. It could be um, something like a sensory blanket or like it could take like any shape and form because like Whoa, our imagination yeah. is like the sky's the limit. Yeah. Which I, I really love the idea of like it doesn't. And I and I think a lot of um, a lot of our uncomfortableness like around sex bots have to do with the fact that it is like in a humanoid form and thinking like if someone just wants like a compliant like humanoid you know what does that say about them and how they interact with people in the real world um whereas like the the vast majority of sex toys are very very much abstract yeah do you think it's like when the industrial revolution came uh people that worked in the textile industry and and different different kind of industries that were not reliant on uh, machines, but then had to become reliant on machines. And, and lots of people had no work then and they would break mm. up the machines. And do you think that'll happen with sex? <laughs> where everyone will want to fuck robots and then other humans will be like, no, we, 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 well, I just imagine a world where just robots and humans will fuck each other, but humans won't fuck each other. So just yeah, be so that's, that's a really interesting thought experiment because i I, like i I thought about that as well but i think like the vast majority of us want like a human to human interaction we want like we crave human relationships we're social social creatures by nature um so unless you can get some sort of ai that's going to um mimic human interactions in such a way that like it passes the Turing test and then some like I I don't I don't know I'm not sure like I like I I don't think like especially the where we are now with like sex robot technology like it's pretty pretty primitive I don't think anyone's going to be going out like looking for for that over a human like human relationship unless that is their particular kink yeah. I do think though that'll be a they're... kink for a human relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be like a hipster retro thing yeah. to want a, a relationship with a human, like a rotary Ooh. phone or something. <laughs> yeah, or a big mustache. Yeah. <laughs> I like. I do think though, like even if a potential like future sex robot was like a you know awesome blanket that you got wrapped up in, mm. if it if it gained sentience. And just, like, you know, imagine yourself, like, waking up for the first time, like, wrapped around a person being like, what, what is this? What am I doing? Like, how did I get here? Yeah. I would still, I mean, it's, it seems almost silly to talk about consent for, like, a blanket rather than, like, something that's shaped like a person. Yeah. When you say like that, I'm like, no. But it's so weird (laughs) because there's only differences to shape. Well, yeah. And I mean, you know, maybe you wouldn't have that much, you know, brain-like electronics inside something like that. I don't know. But you could you could still potentially have a kind of question around consent, even with a very like weird shaped sex robot blanket like tentacle thing. I don't know. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you just imagine like a, a dildo gaining sentience and just being like, "What's happening? Oh my god, no! <laughs> I can't breathe in here." It's yeah. <laughs> so a lot of like household objects that would be horrified if they suddenly came to life while they were doing what they're supposed to be doing all the time. <laughs> just imagine like sausage party except for sex toys. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Sentient sex, like Toy Story, sex Toy Story. Oh my God! <laughs> oh my Let's God! Let's make it. <laughs> yeah, Woody and, and Buzz. <laughs> they sound like sex toys. Oh they my sound God. like sex toys. Didn't someone? 
I think someone's done that. Like I like if you can think of it, it's been done. D- yeah, oh, like, I hope yeah. so because it's amazing. Yeah, you be like, you've got my friend, did you? You've got my friend. <laughs> Please get about. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> ruining my childhood I know. <laughs> i'm ruining your business as well i'm personalizing the sex toys every i swear yeah. to god every podcast i go on someone tries to to ruin my business <laughs> like oh, no. i was on i was on um the stoneface films podcast like yeah. last week and um oh, what were we talking about they uh they they said something at, like I think it was, like, in reference... I can't even remember anymore. In reference to, like, a film or TV show that I watched, like, when I was a kid, but, like, compared it to, like, my sex shop, and I was just like, oh, God. Oh, and then we talked about the bog oak thing that we were talking oh, about. Oh, yeah. Your, like, um, and that was, like, one of their questions. They're like, so, um, I saw that you were on Alison Spittle's podcast, and you were talking about fucking Pete Briquettes. I was like, <laughs> no, Alison Spittle was talking about fucking Pete Briquettes. <laughs> I brought you on as an excuse yeah. to talk about pre briquettes Don't kink shame me. <laughs> what if those pre briquettes came to you know awareness of what was going on around the them? Sentient you see, this is the question oh. you have a lot now. Jess. <laughs> it like, is. You're gonna rise up and be the leader of these sentient things. I wish. But you work in robotics, so maybe this is like really close to your heart. You micro robots, isn't it? Well, it's not robotics exactly, but it's like I'm like so sorry. no, it's okay. <laughs> it's related. It's just that a real roboticist would be like, oh, how dare she? Um, so I work in like nanoelectronics. So it's building electronic devices out of nanomaterials, um, and so all of this kind of like technological development stuff is very like close to my heart, and especially like figuring out. I suppose how to structure electronics to get something more like the brain, mm-hmm. like because right now my research area is in like neuromorphic electronics, which is just like structured more similarly to the brain with like random connections that can be strengthened or weakened. And it's this is an interesting question, right? Because our like phones and whatever supercomputers aren't structured that way. Like they're this very top-down like hierarchical form of computation and stuff. But that's not what our brains are. Yeah. And so it's like if we could build electronics in this way, like can we get closer to a real brain? What does it mean to like build a brain? If you're just putting together electronic components, that doesn't necessarily mean you made anything that's remotely like a brain. But so one thing I it will be just <laughs> like something quite quite related to that. I was watching videos about like robots and technology and um and one thing that uh was brought up was those um like almost like ro- robotic leg for uh, people with paralysis from the waist mm. down that like help them to walk again. And so it's like they they had a guy who was paralyzed from the waist down and just by by thinking of moving his leg, the the ro- like the the kind of leg brace robot thing sorry like i don't have the right words for i I can't remember what the product was called but it would like help like move that leg yeah um and it's the same thing with um like new uh new arms and hands they now have like hands and stuff that like if you think about moving a finger or like gripping something it can it can now do that for you yeah like the brain is very plastic and so you know if you lose a limb in an accident or something or you lose sensation like you can reroute stuff like with the proper training Mm -hmm. to control like a prosthetic limb um you know maybe not as well as you would control your own biological limb if you still had it but like still very effectively and to be able to do a lot of like basic tasks and it's a big thing in robotics as well um, trying to improve that interface between like people and prosthetic things so that they can you know drive a car ride a bike go to the grocery store yeah wow 
What about sex? Like, well, could you have like prosthetic dicks? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think what what would be a more like interesting question is like, could you use that kind of um, technology to interface with like a like an independent like robotic sex partner? Like the the kind of um, technology used for prosthetics, could you? I don't know. Maybe have some sort of like telepathic communication going on between like a robot and you. That'd be tricky. I suppose I was reading about a thing where apparently a couple years ago there was this like sex toy launch that was supposed to give you the same sensations as one of the actors in a porn film that you're watching, mm. but like it didn't take off. It was very expensive and it turned out that people didn't really get enough out of it and like the company or whatever that was making it just went bankrupt and all the so. actors were faking it <laughs> like, yeah what are the joking. actors actually feeling nothing <laughs> that's really interesting yeah um teledildonics is like supposedly um like the new big thing uh, you have like app controlled vibrators and stuff now um however there was um a couple of like hackers down in new zealand oh yeah who discovered that um the we vibe um their app that they have to control their vibrators was really super like hackable um but also they were like gathering all this information about the users and stuff yeah so, like your body temperature so, like your body temperature and how long you use the vibrator what times a day you're using the vibrator and stuff so like all this like data collection um and then the other the other product that i was thinking of uh, i thought maybe that that um was what you were talking about was the mm. the kiru um it it's um a company based in amsterdam i believe and they created a, a toy where um, it's like haptic technology. So when you touch it, it like responds. So they had like um, like a dildo and then like a masturbation sleeve thing. But the masturbation sleeve was like massive. It was like I'm trying with like a six inch diameter or something. So you're like having to hold it on your cock with like two hands and um, it had like these rolly balls inside it. So like that was the the texture you got so um if you had someone and it was like bluetooth enabled so if you had someone on the other side of the world with this like dildo and they rubbed it up and down you'd get that sensation on the other side of the world with the oh with the masturbation gosh. sleeve now it could only go one way it couldn't be go the other way so the the dildo like was a vibrator as well but you're not getting that same like if someone um like use the masturbation sleeve, you're not going to get the the same sensations from the from the dildo. So it only worked yeah. one way, um, which I thought was a really interesting, like, design flaw in it that they were only thinking really about the male user or the the uh, the user with the penis rather than um, yeah. the person on the other side. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's been one of the supposed things that like virtual reality is going to do for mm -hmm. like the last 20 years. It's like, oh, virtual reality porn. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Like, has it panned out? Not at all. But I, yet. Yeah. <laughs> yet. I mean, that's the thing. Who's to say that it won't? Um, I think it's just developing the technology side of it so that it is immersive, like without being nauseating. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever have you ever tried an Oculus? No, I'm oh sure that God. I would puke everywhere. So. I so I I tried one about a year ago, and oh my God, like it was. I mean, it was cool, but like yeah, I, I got like really dizzy if I like um 
took the the little headpiece off um my boyfriend was just like, okay, you're just going to sit here for 10 minutes. I'm going to get you a glass of water, like, before we, we drive. He's like, because, like, if you um, – the first time he tried it, he was running late for something. So he, like, tried it and then went and drove the car, and he was just like, that was, like, so not safe. Like, there was no way I should have been, wow. like, driving the car straight after using an Oculus. Interesting. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that that's, that technology is going to get better with time. Like, it's it's really exciting. But, yeah, like, as someone that gets motion sick easily, I'm like, no, I shouldn't be exposed to that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I guess, like, let's talk a little bit about the the kind of the arguments, like, against sex bots or or like the the people in academia who are like arguing against sex bots um i sent you guys a link there's um, a website called um campaign against sex org. yes <laughs> what a, um what a well-designed website first yeah, of all. <laughs> yeah yeah and it, there's a lot of um really angry language in it from people who are supposedly academics. And so when I tried to like find like, you know, the the ethical arguments against developing like sex bot technology, it seems to be very, very um, passionate, I guess yeah. is, is one word for it. How, what did you guys think of, of that? Um, I just, yeah, it was, it was way too passionate. I, I, I feel uneasy. I, but I can't feel unpassionate unpa- about being uneasy about something. Yeah. And I just feel uneasy about sex in general. So it's like, it's bad. <laughs> Unless it's with a peat briquette. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, I'm just like, it's just like, I'm a frigid, but not with a briquette. That's my, <laughs> that's my thing. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, look at the, look at the picture. It's hilarious. <laughs> that's soup. <laughs> it's not. It's not. That was the picture I took. Sorry. <laughs> I'm in a. I'm in a WhatsApp soup group that people compare. Oh, of soup. course I've you heard are. About this. Yeah, I love it. It's really good. <laughs> and I had soup earlier, so I took a picture of it, and I'll be rating it later. Uh, but yeah, I just, I just, uh, it's, it's just so, the headlines. Like, that is a weird picture. Oh, that's an eye. I thought that was like. Oh yeah. Do you see that there? I thought it was a different oh. body part. I oh. was like, ooh. <laughs> like, um, yeah. I, part, of me, part of me generally about sex, right? I feel uneasy about stuff, but I hate people being passionately against stuff. Unless it's pedophilia. Then I'm like, yeah, fuck them. But <laughs> otherwise, everyone, that's not a, everything else except pedophilia, I'm fine with. And bestiality. And... Actually, there's a few things that I don't like. Things where people or animals cannot consent. Yeah. So like, yeah. But it is about consent. And yeah. I go, does a robot consent? And that's my only issue. Yeah. It's the only yeah. issue I have is uh, I have I have problems with... Uh, I'm a bit hungover, so I find it hard to put into words. It's okay. But I'm finding it... I find the dehumanizing of people during sex hard. Yeah. Like yeah. I like I like for people to take into account how a person's day is or I'm just very hyper aware of stuff like that. Like and I, I feel with a robot 
you don't number one you don't ask its consent you don't know if it's in a good mood or not it's not supposed to be in a mood it's not i'm not saying that robots have feelings but i feel the whole act of having sex without concern for Mm. the other thing is hard for me to kind of fathom so i that's it but that's uneasiness that's like no no direct like i'm not passionately against it and there are so many ways that i do see it is a good thing i was reading up about this person who's like we need sex robots so rapists don't rape people and i'm like nah that they're they're gonna rape people that's not <laughs> that's not the that's issue that's not what that's about i yeah. know and it comes mm. from a very big misunderstanding of what a rapist is and uh yeah so that that's how i feel uh, i'll get back to you in two seconds i want to listen to you talk and then i'll get back is that okay <laughs> yeah, yeah that's fine <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think it is, it's a hard question. Um, and I do think that the the comparison that you made to kind of like animals and bestiality is a significant one, right? Because if we think, say that we know that 100 years from now we'll have like sentient robots, but we don't know how we're going to get there. Um, like probably a lot of that progression would be through effectively robots that would be like animals in terms of how aware they are of the stuff around them. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they'd have some emotional responses to things, but nothing really strong. Like, you know, you can't say that that animals have rights equivalent to humans. Like, that's clearly ridiculous. But they do have some rights, or they should. And, like, yeah. mistreatment of animals, like, bestiality, stuff like that. Like, it, 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 it does matter. Yeah. Um, and it is important, even though laws around it vary a lot more than the laws around, like, murder. Um, but I think that that's probably going to be very relevant as we get more advanced in the robots that we can build and the levels of intelligence that they have. We are going to move through some kind of, like animal child person level of consciousness and at what point in that are we no longer okay with with sex with those creatures like i don't know um because robots or sex toys are objects they're not robots to me even mm. though they move and stuff that's an object yeah, they don't have any like processing and yeah. and even if they have some basic level of programming, like you're not programming t- to them to choose things, you're programming them to just do a thing. Yeah. But even if you think about like computer programs, you know, if there was like, I don't know, a sex toy that was controlled by like Microsoft Word. That would be the that... worst sex toy ever. <laughs> <laughs> that paperclip would come up and go, you look like you need help. Uh, what's, what's yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> are, are you trying to write a letter? No. no are you no. trying to write a letter to your mother? <laughs> Would you like to use this? No, get out. <laughs> oh my god. So I, yeah, I I it's the whole thing of making a robot look as human as possible and acting like a human. It's that whole yeah. like human reaction thing. Uh, but if we get to that stage where like you have a humanoid sentient robot then we're just right back at the start again and then you might as well just have sex or a relationship with a human because it's the, yeah. like you're bringing it back to sentience yeah yeah it feels like it go. it's just gone too far it, but it's like it's like the oculus thing you're talking about if that yeah. becomes too real why don't we just sit down and be in that world just like hang yeah. out yeah. yeah why not yeah do you know it's like mm-hmm. get out and see the fresh air and I don't know. You can visit the Grand Canyon in real life and you don't have to go. I do like the idea of a sentient blanket that gives me a hug. That does <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. nice. Would you would you consider actually, yeah, would okay. you would you consider your partner having sex with a sex robot cheating? Would I? Yeah. No. I mean it, it, like if it's not sentient and I suppose even if it was sentient it would be a version of me but would that robot then 
want my boyfriend all to himself and then try to kill me off. We well, see Ooh. these are so, we should write a, we should write a film. We should write a film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like Kramer versus Kramer, sex robot versus cute. <laughs> <laughs> He's mine. Wasn't wasn't Kramer versus Kramer like about divorce? divorce? Yeah. Yeah. Arguing over a boy? You would be arguing over a boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you get it for 2 days and then I get it for Aww. 5. Split custody. <laughs> yeah. If if I had sex with robot me, would that just be masturbation? Yes. <laughs> yes, it would. I don't be. <laughs> would you have sex with robot you? I mean, you gotta try it. Like, yeah, you'd have to try it. <laughs> oh my gosh! If she was consenting, as I, like, I mean, or if I was consenting. Oh, there's another thought experiment. Ooh. Oh my Weird. gosh. Oh, it would be like, Earth, do you remember Earthworm Jim? And he'd like a direct clone of himself. And he's like, no, oh, it doesn't matter. This is a very vague <laughs> reference that I no idea about. What about you? What would you do? I don't know. See, I feel like the desire for connection to another person, mm-hmm. like if I had a partner and I felt like they wanted to have, you know, sex with a robot because they wanted to connect to a person other than me, like I'd have a problem with that if we were in like a monogamous relationship. Yeah. Um even though it's not cheating in the same sense that like, you know, I slept with your best friend is cheating. Yeah. I wouldn't, I like, I'd feel uneasy about it if it was like a robot that looked like me and like I was in jail, you know, I like, then maybe I'd be more okay with it, but I still would be worried that I'd come out and like robot me would be like, well, it turns out that like, I'm a better scientist and comedian than you. So we don't need you anymore. Yeah. I I like that in this fantasy, you might be in jail. (laughs) What did you do? can't tell you where <laughs> they'll get me I, I think it might be nice like if I just wasn't in the mood like I was too tired or something just to outsource that to a my surrogate yeah to my like to my robot self like like a milkmaid in the in the 1600s <laughs> where you know <laughs> you, you were like I cannot feed this child today please <laughs> I, I I feel like uh I I feel very strongly that it's cheating even even if he used a sex toy, I feel like it is cheating. What if he didn't know that, like, if he couldn't tell which one was the real Allison? Oh. He should be, He'd be able like, to ask, tell. ask me something only Allison would know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's like, it's like, uh, prove you're not a robot on Ticketmaster. And it's like, <laughs> show me the pictures with the signs in it. Pick the pictures. Or it's like the princess and the pea. You know, like, it'd be testing him. If he, if he doesn't know I'm a robot. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think. Like the only time I would let him do anything with with a robot would be it would have to be a picture of me and him at someone else's wedding in happier times. <laughs> so he could just see and then it's like there. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What about Yeah. What did he say? What did say I wonder did he reply? I don't think so. This is a conversation we'll have to have later. <laughs> would you like a robot version of Simon? No, <laughs> no, because because what I what I love about being in a relationship is that the the condi- I think I think too much convenience mm-hmm. with sex makes me not a good person. I don't know. It's that Catholicism <laughs> in me that I feel guilty enough for having sex that it should be as difficult as possible. Mm-hmm. It should be like uh, it should be a torturous journey. Uh, towards <laughs> it, like Jesus in the desert yeah. and then it's like okay now 
Now I'm allowed, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it's like that thing, you know, if every day was Christmas, would Christmas be a special? That is yeah. true. If you could but then have again, sex you... anytime you wanted it, would it mean as much? But also, you can... We are like... so... We are so... Like, me, me and Jessamyn, <laughs> this, this must be, like, a very different... Um, it's supposed to be like a very different kind of world to you. Do you know what I mean? Like, in regards to life is about pleasure and enjoying yourself and stuff. Yeah. And we're coming off like, well, you should only have pleasure after after working very hard. <laughs> no, no, no. Like I, like I definitely like. For me, as long as like everybody's happy and having the kind of sex they want, when yeah. like you know when when they want it, and well, I mean. Obviously, like for me, I just want people to have have the kind of sex that they they want to have as long as like the sex that you're having makes you happy um, and makes the the person or people that you're having sex with happy. Then like that's that's all that really matters. And it's like it's really funny, like um, like when I talk to people about like using sex toys, like I'm very um adamant that like before you use sex toys like you know try using your own hand like I'm not like pro sex toys exclusively like it's yeah. like it's, it's very much like they're a nice addition if you want it you know like yeah. it's um <laughs> like I always use the um the metaphor or, or sorry simile um that it's like having salt and vinegar on your chips or having ketchup on your chips or like people like different things on their chips or they might just like plain chips but like it's like every everything's totally okay as and long it's valid. as it's, mm-hmm. yeah it's valid and as long as the chips are consenting like. <laughs> I just had a thought like how real do you make the sex between you and the sex robot does the sex robot sweat does does its joints go fully like 180 <laughs> Because I suppose if you're having a sex robot, it should be like of all the disadvantages of a human gone. Or it wouldn't be worth it. You know, if you make its tummy rumble mm. and stuff. I don't know. That's that's that's. I think I'd like a sex robot that had a tummy rumble and like <laughs> a pulse. <laughs> and Netflix on the back of its head. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's I don't know why for me that's a little more like (laughs) if I could just watch Orange is the New Black while I'm writing it. (laughs) That is the dream. dream. (laughs) This is great, but I'm a little bored, so just. uh... And then the screen pops up. Are you still watching? Yeah. (laughs) And you've just fallen asleep. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. On on that note, I I think this is this is the future. Netflix on a sex robot. Future. <laughs> um, and on that note, I would like to thank my guests, Allison and Jessamine. Thank you guys so much hey. for coming in and recreating the the conversation that we had a few months ago. <laughs> and so much more. And so much more. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank Our sexual history was produced today by Alan Bennett. Our music is by Shane O'Sullivan and Sheena Flynn did our artwork. If you love this episode of our podcast, please go listen to Allison's The Allison Spittle Show. A few weeks back, she interviewed one of my favorite journalists, Ellen Coyne, and they talked about her investigation of dodgy crisis pregnancy counseling centers run by pro-life groups. It's both fascinating and hilarious. I think you'll really enjoy it. 
If you haven't already, we'd love for you to subscribe to Our Sexual History on iTunes. And while you're there, please leave us a comment and rating. It helps us get a boost in the charts and lets us know what you guys think of the show. And finally, you guys, on June 15th, Headstuff are doing another table quiz, but this time it's going to be a mimed table quiz. I have no idea what that means. They haven't been able to explain it to me properly, but we're going to find out. And one of the prizes is going to be a sexshoppa.ie gift voucher. So please come along. You might be able to win yourself some sex toys. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.